Mortgage Women Magazine. It's where women's voices are heard. Find it free at www.mortgagewomenmagazine.com. These people are loyal. They are saying, nobody else can help me. You helped me in my time of need. This is Gated Communities, where we talk about everything you're not supposed to talk about in the mortgage industry. The most charismatic NMLS instructor in the country, from mortgage educators and compliance, David Luna, offers sage advice to LOs with thinning pipelines. Back in the day, Luna was once a loan officer who also dealt with the ups and downs of the industry. So one of the things he would do to find more business was go down to the bankruptcy courts. The word bankruptcy might set off red flags in your mind, but using this strategy can be an easy way to add 10 or 20 loans to your pipeline per month. You don't even have to worry about low inventory or high rates, and you don't even have to wait for the person to be discharged from bankruptcy to finance their loan. Luna focuses on Chapter 13 bankruptcy today and how FHA loans can be their saving grace. To start off, I'll be asking Luna a very common misconception people have, which is that the borrower needs to be discharged from bankruptcy to get any type of loan. So Katie, thank you for the question. Uh, A lot of people believe that borrowers have to be discharged from a bankruptcy, which is not true. Borrowers can take out a loan while they are currently in a Chapter 13 bankruptcy. So what loan officers might not understand is someone that is in a bankruptcy uh, using the FHA 203B loan can take out a loan before they are discharged from bankruptcy. This does not work for chapter seven. This does not work for chapter 11, just a chapter 13. So Katie, would would it be all right if I just shared a story with you? Go ahead. All right, wonderful. So when I, you know, as a producing loan officer, when, when my volume was slower, and I think that may be the case for many loan officers around the country today, what I would do is I would go over to the bankruptcy court I would show up and the clerks at the bankruptcy court, I think after a little while got used to seeing me. I would show up and I'd say, I'm here for my list. So I want I want your um, listeners to really understand specifically what I was asking for. I was looking for homeowners that had been in their home for at least five years. I wanted to make sure they were one, homeowners and two, had equity. Number two, I would look for people that were in a chapter 13 bankruptcy. Number three, I would make sure that they were in that chapter 13 for at least two years. Now, according to the FHA guidelines, as long as the borrowers have made their payments during bankruptcy for at least 12 months, the 4,000.1 does allow the uh, borrowers to take out a loan. Now, there's some there's some very, very specific things that need to happen. So this, this um, idea that I'm sharing with you can help pretty much any loan officer in any state. However, there may be some exceptions, say, for example, in Texas that has homestead laws that might prevent something like this. Again, they would have to ask their local uh, AE to see if they could do this. But anyway, moving forward, what I what I was doing is when I was going to the clerks and I was asking for this list, one day, you know, the clerks say, 
it's public information and we need to, and we can give it to you. What do you do with this list? And I said, well, why don't we do a lunch and learn and let me tell you what I do with it. So we had um, there at the courthouse in the cafeteria area, a lunch and learn where I'm now presenting uh, the FHA loan program. And it was kind of unique because at the back of the room in walked a judge. And this judge sat in the back, folded his arms, leaned his chair against the back wall and just listened. When I was done, he motioned for me to come over. And the judge said, that is the best explanation for giving people hope that have gone through a bankruptcy that I've ever heard. And I said, not being too slow myself, I said, judge, would you mind if I share this information with the trustees of the court? And the judge says, I, I hope you would. So now I'm visiting with the trustees of the court because the trustees are the key part to making this thing work. And after visiting with the trustees and telling them the judge wanted me to talk to them, what I do with this list is I compose a letter. And I don't want your listeners to kind of come back to me and ask for my letter because my letter is totally gonna to be different than their letter. My experience, where I'm licensed is gonna be different from theirs. So please don't have anybody reach out to me for a letter, but if Got they it. want to maybe review their letter and give them some pointers, I'd be happy to do that. Anyway, so what I do is I send out a letter and I tell them I'm a licensed professional in their local community, I can help them. I have X numbers of years of experience, uh, but we do need either their trustee or depending on their attorney, we do need their attorney's permission. So if uh, they wanna have a conversation between their bankruptcy attorney and myself, if there's a conversation between the trustee of the bankruptcy court and myself, you only need to have very, very few of those conversations. And then after a little while, when I send out my letter, these, these people, uh, potential borrowers that are currently under the protection of the bankruptcy court, go to their trustee and the trustee is used to seeing my letterhead and my name. The trustee says, yep, he can do it. And so the process goes very, very simply. As I've talked to loan officers around the country, some loan officers are very excited and they say, oh my goodness, I have a relationship with a bankruptcy attorney. This is allowed under FHA. Please, we can't do it under conventional. It is allowed under FHA as long as they've made their payments for 12 months. So I think we can all agree that over the last few years, appreciation has really risen, you know, property values, and now they have equity. So we just pay off the bankruptcy court, which gets another file off of that trustee's desk. And trustees are really happy about doing that. Unfortunately, you have a lot of good people, hundreds of thousands that have taken out bankruptcy in the last few years. I mean, look at the layoffs now. This might continue on in the future. This program works because one, we don't depend on inventory. The, 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 the borrowers or potential borrowers are already in a home. Number two, we really don't have to worry about interest rates because five or so years ago, they didn't go from a seven or eight hundred uh, seven or eight hundred FICO score down, you know, to, to bankruptcy. This was a process. They got themselves in trouble. They got themselves late. They got um, uh, 
they got put in a situation where the only possible avenue was bankruptcy. So if we were to talk to people today and say, well, I could do your loan at six and a half, for example, they're sitting there saying, oh my goodness, that's approximately the interest rate that I have now. During refi mania, nobody was talking to these good people because again, they had derogatory credit or they were going into bankruptcy. I, I think there are thousands and thousands and thousands of potential loans across the country that could really, really help a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Can you uh, kind of take me through, you, you said uh, interest rates, uh, you said four or five years ago. So what the client should look like is they went bankrupt four or five years ago and an unfortunate event happened. They were able to stay in their home, get prote protection from the bankruptcy court, and they have been current on their payments for the last 12 months. They should be able to qualify at that point for an FHA loan. Is what that a... Yeah, yeah, what I'm looking for is for homeowners that have been in their right. home at least five years, not that have been in bankruptcy, because the homeowner might have started, might have gotten a 30 day late on their visa and might have gotten a 30 day late on their car and might have gotten, I don't know, maybe a car repossessed eventually. So these are these are people that started to go down that bankruptcy road. And maybe a year, maybe two, maybe three years later, they find themselves between a rock and a hard spot, thinking, making a very difficult decision, we're going to have to take out bankruptcy. Now, the reason I look for people that have been in a Chapter 13 bankruptcy for the last two years is once they start off in the bankruptcy, it's a different program for them. They are now making payments to the bankruptcy court. Well, if they haven't gotten started correctly or if they haven't made their payments on time, the program doesn't work. But if they've been in a Chapter 13 for at least two years, I know I can go backwards and possibly find 12 months. Let's do a worst case scenario. Let's say they don't have 12 months of good payments, but they only have maybe eight months of good payments. Uh, um, we're going to have those loan officers be the very, very, very first ones that know once they've made that 12th payment, they can prepare that borrower, they can prepare everything. Boom, we now hit that 12 month mark, everything now moves. And so we're not only building, um, you know, uh, loans for loan officers today, but we're also building up, you know, loans that can close in the future to help these these borrowers. And so um, I just wanted to make those corrections of why I want a homeowner five years ago. And again, why they might not have participated in the fabulous interest rates we saw, you know, going back a few years. Mm -hmm. And when you say FHA loan, this is a regular FHA loan or is this a special type this is of a FHA? regular, normal FHA. It's labeled a 203B. It's regular, normal, normal, normal. Now, again, I, I'm glad you clarified FHA, because again, when I talk to loan officers and they send me an email, they'll say, well, you know, my lender says they, it, you know, conventionally it's got to be discharged for X number of years. One, I didn't say it's conventional. Two, I didn't say it was discharged. And so it's very, very important that people understand they need to get into the 4,000.1. They need to have a lender that's not going to do any lender overlays. 
they need to have an underwriter that understands the FHA program. And if those, um, you know, three things are all lined up, uh, this could be a potential five, 10, 20 extra closed loans per month for loan officers that want to uh, work with these good borrowers. Um, you know, one of the things that FHA has is a relatively lower credit score than conventional loans. Conventionally, mm -hmm. you have to have a 620, but for FHA, you do not. However, if they've been making their payments on time or the last little bit, many times we find that the credit score has actually gone up, even though they're in a bankruptcy, high enough to meet FHA guidelines. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, so, hold on. So you said also that it doesn't matter the interest rate. That's the interest rate that they were paying for five years ago. Right. Um, and then you said you, you might be able to refinance even six months down the road. So you get to close the loan and they might, you know, talk a little bit about the loyalty of, of these clients. You know, you came in and you helped them probably when no one else was even considering helping them. Um, and that, you know, you, you retain that loyalty. They're more likely to come back to you for the refinance. I love how you connected those dots because that is exactly correct. These people who nobody was talking to now, ha now have been helped by these loan officers. And so let's say in the future, I have predicted that interest rates will come down, but you know we don't wanna have an early payoff. And so let's say it's six months, let's say it's a year from when we've closed that loan, I believe interest rates will be lower. It is a very easy phone call to call back these borrowers and say, do you remember when we did your loan at six and a half? Well, interest rates have dropped. Would you mind if we lowered your interest rate? That is gonna be a very, very easy phone call. And again, Katie, you are correct. That's two loans instead of just one. Awesome. Do you have any, I mean, you said you used to do this when you were a loan officer. Can you give me kind of like the range of, of when you, um, when you were doing this and uh, did it take a lot of time for you to, was there extra paperwork involved? I know you had to get the, I had to establish relationships with the attorneys. Can you let me know like the, the time process of that? Sure, sure. So when I did it, I would just go over to the bankruptcy court. Nowadays, there is more simplified and electronic solutions. It is called PACER, P-A-C-E-R. And this is off the top of my head. I'm not looking it up. I think it stands for Public Access Court Electronic Records. So public access to court electronic records where loan officers can do this in their offices, in their homes. Uh, it doesn't really matter where. So they can get the records, they're, they're, um, they can get the information, they can send out the correspondence. I did not do phone calls. I did not do, you know, I don't know if they're on the do not call list or not. I sent out letters. How long does it take? Well, it's a regular normal FHA process. So it's gonna take somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 to 45 days, depending on how long, um, you know, how busy loan officers are and how busy appraisers are and things like that. And so um, it's something that could happen today where once they hear what you're presenting to them, uh, Katie, they they could they could be closing these loans shortly. 
and then have this pipeline of loans that they're always working on and knowing when future loans will become ready you know to close so do you have to have uh, the relationship established with the trustees no i just found it was easier to do it that way do you have to have the relationship with the bankruptcy attorneys no uh, that isn't the only way to do it so if somebody wants to change this and try to uh, or has a, a relationship already with the bankruptcy attorney, that may be a route that they want to, to go. I already have the relationship. I already know these people, or I'm going to talk to these people about providing hope to borrowers that have to go through the bankruptcy process. So I think the solution today for loan officers in the trenches today is either the clerks directly to the borrowers, talking to the trustees, talking to the bankruptcies, uh, attorneys, it doesn't matter. The process still works. Mm -hmm. Did you ever run across trouble with a lender who, who didn't want to accept this, even though they do technically qualify for FHA? So um, that's the cool part, because um, you, if, if you have individuals that have loan officers who have a relationship with an underwriter, be it a direct lender or a broker, it is in the 4,000.1 FHA handbook. You can just look it up and show the underwriter. Uh, you know, they're not an underwriter if they don't know these guidelines. So they probably already know. I think it's loan officers that don't know that they can do this. I'm very, very sure underwriters already know this. However, your question I think is roadblocks. Um, mm -hmm hazards, um, things where you can't move forward. So in answering that question, if the if the um, lender is totally automated, we don't have uh, an underwriter that manually underwrites FHA loans, that's the one that could possibly be a problem. If the software is sophisticated enough to really understand FHA guidelines, then no, I don't see any roadblocks, any obstacles to moving forward with this with any lender. If you have a lender that does have overlays, all right, Katie, those might be those uh, one-offs where you can't do it. But right now where I think everybody is hungry for loans, I think pretty much everybody will open their arms to accept this kind of loan. But again, I could be wrong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And do you have any uh, personal stories of uh, somebody going through bankruptcy that you helped? Um, Unfortunately, I do. His name, um, I think I can share the name. Uh, you may have to edit it out. Uh, his okay. name was Michael Jordan, not the basketball player. Not okay. the basketball player, but there was a gentleman by the name of Michael Jordan, who unfortunately thought, oh my goodness, there is nobody that could help me. And when we first started talking to them, they were grateful that someone was even talking to them. Because again, there's this stigma. I'm in bankruptcy. I have bad credit. Nobody can help me. Nobody wants to help me. This is my life. I'm going to have to stay in this chapter 13. Chapter 13 has repayment schedules for years. And so they're thinking for years, no one can help me. And then after I'm discharged, it will be years before somebody can help me. And then when they get this letter, they are a little incredulous. Wait a minute, there's somebody here. 
They may choose to pick up the phone. They may choose to come into the office. They find out, oh my goodness, this person is real. They see your license on the wall. They see any other activity. They may check you out on social media and they say, this person is like me. They have kids attending soccer or basketball. They're, they're sponsoring softball games. Oh my goodness, they have a dog. These people are like me. Let me go in and talk to them. Then when they visit with you and they figure out you are real and they wanna have their attorney talk to you and you are knowledgeable, we go through the bankruptcy court. You cannot do this without the trustees thumbs up. But if the borrower, if the bankruptcy attorney, if everybody is in line, we're showing that it is a government program. That's not really an obstacle. Close the mm -hmm. loan, pay off the bankruptcy. The borrower is now out from under that years before. Again, th this is not somebody that's shopping. If you talk to loan officers today, they get a borrower, they pull their credit, the borrower is inundated with trigger leads, right? They get many, many phone calls every day. That is not what's going on with these borrowers. These borrowers are grateful that someone has taken the time to reach out to them. And, and, and there are many, many, many very, very cool stories. These people are loyal. They are saying, nobody else can help me. You helped me in my time of need. Um, they are a loyal customer for life. Awesome, awesome. And you said up to 20 loans a month. I imagine that this is a big market of people. It's a huge market. So depending on what state these loan officers are in, even if you take a smaller state, please look at the number of bankruptcies, public information. So all of this is public information. Look up how many people in your state have taken out bankruptcy over the last two years. You will find that it is tens of thousands, unfortunately, that have taken out bankruptcy. Now, of tens of thousands, I think we can carve out 5, 10, 15, 20 or more uh, loans per month because unfortunately there will be more bankruptcies in the future and there are many, many people that just don't know that they have options. They need a qualified individual to reach out to them and help them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't know at the time if you use social media to kind of advocate for yourself, but um, what would you recommend to somebody who wants to sound like a trusted advisor? I imagine some people, when they get a call like that, there's the possibility they might think it's a, a scam. Um, sure. That Yeah. So what, what's some way that you could kind of get across that you are trustworthy, you are a professional? Uh, can you use so utilize social media to, to help you with that? So I think today people are, are leery of loan officers that are always trying to sell all right they want to be able to talk to someone that's real they want to be able to be educated without somebody trying to get their name and their email and their contact information so just social media spots where you have loan officers talk about the success that they have had with other borrowers maybe not using last names you know being being, being careful but the success that they have had talking to borrowers that have gone through the bankruptcy process, not necessarily 
sharing with other loan officers what they did because we do want them to go to um, NMP for all of their information. So if they're a subscriber and if they're listening to this uh, information piece, they, they now have additional information that they can share with borrowers. Not all the detail with the other loan officers, right? They need to be competitive in their marketplace, but if they are showing in social media, success stories, what they've done, examples of, of, of people, but, but again, being respectful of names and privacy, I think that will um, endear trust to that loan officer uh, from the borrower or potential borrower that gets the letter. Because nowadays I think people want to know about you and they find that out on social media. Absolutely. And yeah, it's a, it's a zero cost way for them to gain more information about you. It's very easy. Um, so you, the way you described it, this is somebody who's already a homeowner. Um, you know, the, the person that you're looking for, it, it makes it a lot easier, gets a lot of challenges out of the way. Um, Cause you know, there's, there's low inventory. Did you ever help somebody who needed to make a purchase for a new home? Yeah, this won't work. This will not work. So again, it's gotta be a homeowner. So if it's a renter trying to buy, it won't work, okay? We need to have that equity to get them out of bankruptcy court. So you are correct, it solves two problems. One, inventory, two, interest rates. So if you're going to put them back in a loan that's approximately the interest rate or maybe even lower than what they had years ago, wow, there's a win right there. They're in their home. Obviously, they want to keep it. That's why they're going through a Chapter 13 bankruptcy. On a Chapter 7, there's a liquidation. They're, they're, uh, they're walking away from debts and they're walking away from assets. They're in and out of Chapter th uh, 7 in a few months. But a Chapter 13, they want to hold on to that asset. They want the home. They want the school districts. They want their neighbors, the, the kids' as friends. There's heartstrings there. And so if, if, you, if you do it the way, you know, if the loan officers do it the way that I have described, I think they're gonna have much, much, much more success. Once these people are out of bankruptcy and if their score is 620 or higher, then yeah, you could help them into a new purchase. Again, if we had more inventory, but yeah, it's for homeowners that are currently uh, in their home that, that want to stay in their home and have been in their home for at least five years. It could be longer, but that's what I looked for in my list, at least five years. Mm -hmm. And you recommended uh, writing a letter and, uh, you know, establishing a relationship with these bankruptcy attorneys and getting the, for getting the permission of the trustee, any, uh, you know, and you said they could contact you with help crafting their letter, but there are any tips you could give right now on, you know, a a kind of crap way to do this uh, yeah, without yeah. coming off too scammy or too salesman like yeah because people just don't respond well to you know um a, a salesy type of approach if you're more of an advisor more of a consultant more of a a solution provider you solve other people's you know you solve these borrowers problems and you and and on social media you know, you talk about your credentials and you talk about uh, people that you've helped. I, I, it, 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 the reason I wrote a letter is the do not call list has penalties if you're calling people. Um, we are now starting to see uh, more scam text messages. 
I didn't necessarily have from the bankruptcy court people's phone numbers. And so I would I would spend my time crafting a letter and they only have to craft the letter once. Um, please, everybody, do not ask me to send you my letter. It won't work. I was at an NMP event in Nashville. There was a young lady that came up who already has the relationship with a bankruptcy attorney, but she says, Dave, I don't have the years of experience you do. And I said, but the company that you represent does have years of experience. They've done many transactions. So if you can't rely on your history, rely on your company's history, you should have seen her eyes light up. She just said, oh my goodness, my letter. And, I, and, and again, I don't, I don't want to assume that my letter was the best letter out there. Your listeners are probably going to come up with a better letter than I ever had. And so um, if they want me to take a look at it, I'll take a look at it. I won't share with anybody else. I'll offer suggestions. But please take the time to craft your own message. And if you want my two cents worth, because that's about all it's worth, I'd be happy to help you. Awesome. Well, this seems like pretty straightforward, honestly, the way that you're explaining it. I mean, it, you know, this is somebody who's already a homeowner, somebody who can handle the current interest rates um, and, and all that, someone who has equity in the home that they could, you know, pull out. Uh, I probably recommend loan officers to double check with the client on everything about that uh, to see how much equity they do have in their home and how much, you know, it could get them out of debt. Um, yeah. Is, it, is there anything else that uh, you could provide, you know, advice-wise, tips, um, I, any I, warning I, signs? I think you suggested those very, very well. So warning signs. I mean, not everybody's going to qualify. If they haven't made their payments on time, you can't help them. If they don't have the equity, we can't help them. If they're looking for some pie-in-the-sky, uh, you know, a miracle, that, that's not real. Um, the reason it seems very straightforward is because it is. They have to be a homeowner. They have to make their payments on time. They have to have the credit score. They have to have the ability to repay. I mean, everything that we need on any other kind of loan, these individuals also have to meet those guidelines. And so if someone is just cruising at a three or 400 credit score, sorry, we can't help them. So again, in crafting the letter, set expectations. Don't overpromise what you can't do. Be absolutely straightforward, be real, right? Because with the internet, pretty much anybody can check anything. So again, talk about you, talk about your credentials. I am not in your city. I don't have an office in your you know, part of the country. Have that close relation that um, that people are looking for. And my goodness, you will be extremely successful with this, um, this suggestion that we're offering the listeners today. Katie, I want to thank you for giving them an opportunity, loan officers, an opportunity to help more borrowers around this great country. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for the advice. So, you know, we're coming into some tough times in the economy. So, and the other person I talked to said there has been an increase in bankruptcies. So, 
you know, That's, people should get out there and, and really try to see what they could do to help. That, that is unfortunate to hear. Um, I don't think the job layoffs are done. I don't think what um, uh, uh, Fed Chair Powell is uh, is doing is, uh, may may harm some people. Hopefully not. But I, I I think there's a lot of very very good people that unfortunately may lose their job. Unfortunately may find themselves in a bankruptcy situation. I hope that never happens. However, that's the reality. Sometimes some people may find themselves in a situation that they, they never would have thought of. To be able to offer a solution, a real, not, not you know, again, pie in the sky, but something real, something that, that they have to work for, something that they have to qualify for. My goodness, having a solution for these people I, I think is really, really going to change many, many families and individuals' lives. Absolutely. And it can happen to anyone. It's just, you know, unfortunate circumstances that happen in, in people's lives. That it could it could literally happen to you or me. It could happen to anyone. So Absolutely. So thank you so said. much. You're welcome. This is Gated Communities, hosted by me, Katie Jensen, for the Mortgage News Network. All episodes are produced by T.G. Kudem Peror and Matthew Mullins. Our head of multimedia is Mike Savino, and our editor-in-chief is Christine Stewart. Make sure you've subscribed to Gated Communities so you get future episodes, and be sure to rate and review it so others can find it. The song you heard at the beginning was Wild Side by Saint Society. And the song you hear now is Will You Dance With Me by La La Nia. This podcast is copyrighted by American Business Media. OCN is the largest producer of events for mortgage professionals. We bring the action to you. See when we'll be in your area. Just visit us at www.originatorconnectnetwork.com. That's www.originatorconnectnetwork.com. <laughs>